0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out, episode 580. Unfortunately, this past week, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, passed away at the age of 63. Definitely, definitely sad. Without Scott Hall, who knows what wrestling would be like today?
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, he when you hear and think of and see ladder match, I mean... Yeah, modern-day ladder
0: matches. They had them in the past, but WWE-wise, that match put that specific type of match on the map. Guaranteed contracts due to him going to WCW? Who knows where that would even be for superstars? Stone Cold Steve Austin? Only because Steve due to this the curtain call incident got that king of the ring spot who knows what it would have been like if scott hall stayed in wwe of course nwo degeneration x bullet club i'm pretty sure he's the one that suggested the crow gimmick to sting really yeah and it's like so many things that are influenced because of scott hall and so many generations of wrestlers who were influenced by Scott Hall.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I remember seeing his vignettes when he was first coming up in the WWF. Uh, just seeing this guy with the chains and everything, just real arrogant. Um, and once he appeared, I was just... I loved his theme song. Like, I, there were moments where I would watch... The I would like when I would play the video games, I was just linger on his theme song, just listening (laughs) to it on repeat at times, just because it sounded so cool. Um, one of my favorite matches of his was definitely him versus uh Brett the Hitman Hart, Brett Hitman Hart in uh Royal Rumble 1993. Um, that's definitely, I think, one of my favorite matches of his, and I feel like it's underrated. Yeah, I think
0: Brett spoke about that recently too.
1: Yeah, but uh, it's very unfortunate.
0: Scott was with uh, X-Pac and, and Kevin Nash at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. And I think them just appearing in the crowd during it helped showcase how big of an event NXT TakeOver Brooklyn was supposed to be because it was their first time outside of Full sale for an event like that. And then, like as a fan of Scott Hall, who didn't try to slick their hair like Scott, of course.
1: I mean, <laughs> didn't everybody try to do that little, that front little uh, hair slick going down? Who didn't throw toothpicks
0: like Scott Hall because of Scott Hall Razor Ramon? Yeah. Who didn't I... do the Scott Hall walk? Mm-hmm. So it's just very unfortunate. Our condolences go out to his family, his friends, all the fans around the world. And we'd like to pay tribute to Scott Hall, Razor Ramon with a 10 bell salute.
2: Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. This is
0: Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Markin Wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans, we marking out, y'all. This thing. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans,
1: we marking out, y'all. We're marking out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 580. I am one of your hosts, Dave, the Rave. And I am here with Brandon. And later on, we will be joined by Chris. But collectively, we are known as Marking Out. Make sure you check out markingout.com, listen to all the past episodes. Hit that subscribe button, hit that download button, hit that share button, hit that review button, hit that five-star button, hit that button to even buy a t-shirt over at ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. You know the saying, take care and spike your hair. No, that, <laughs> that aside... But yeah, you know all of the good stuff, but as you hear from the laughter, the laughter that makes everybody smile, the person that everybody tunes in to listen to on a weekly basis, the man, the myth, the legend, the Brandon Brandon, the Brandon. Brandon, Brandon, Cousin Brandon, 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 and Brandon, Brandon, how are you? I'm doing awesome as always, and yourself? Doing, uh, uh, good. I'm doing good, you know? Doing good. This weather, though, it is ups and downs and all around. Yeah, it was hot. It, I think it snowed this week, right? Yeah, it's hot Maybe. and it's cold. It's rainy. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to sing Katy Perry right now. Well, you, you already did, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah. was your Well, week? I'm not going to sing more of it. <laughs> My week was good. It was really, it was an eventful week for... And just jam-packed. Um, it was it was just wild. Just having snow one day and then rain another day. It was just really crazy out there. Um, but we did have a game night where we did play a few board games. Me, Chris, and a few of our uh, companions from the WTW and BC dub. Um... Yeah, it was great. We played. Do you ever uh, play some board games? I mean, I used to. When yeah, I was a child. <laughs>
0: oh, <just> <laughs> no, I used to. But I had, like, not in a long time. But my favorite game,
1: I will always say, is Loaded Questions. Yeah, I remember playing with that with you yeah. uh, a lot. Um, yeah, we played. I mean, now it's like Cards Against Humanity. Yeah. And there's another game called. It's really. It sounds awful. It's it's called Secret Hitler. Have you heard of this one? Mhm. Yeah. Apparently it's a p- very popular board game now where you it's pretty much a game of deception. It's liberals versus the fascists and it's a game of deception, which I guess in a way aren't most games a game of deception? Loaded question certainly is. Yeah. I mean, but it was it was very awesome. Um, and a lot of fun just to meet up and, you know, the last thing that's really on your mind when you're meeting up with people now is COVID, you know, I mean, it's not the last thing, but it's not the first, <laughs> it's not the first thing.
0: It doesn't come up right away, but then exactly. as you're sitting there, I think and then somebody sneezes to... and you're like,
1: Oh, Oh, you got that. That's you like that. when I was at
0: Disney world, like walking around and going into places. Cause you don't have to wear masks in there anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like when you first go in, it's like, this is fine and then once you're like getting into a queue that's indoors and it's like getting tighter and tighter in there it's like yeah uh should i mhm but uh, everything was fine i didn't i didn't get covid
1: yeah well that's a good thing that's a good thing <laughs> yeah. uh how about your week how about yours it was fine i uh i made more bolognese sauce
0: which I, I i only had frozen ribeyes so i ground them up and i feel like that's something you shouldn't ever do because like a steak is a steak
1: Mm-hmm.
0: shouldn't treat it <laughs> as ground beef <laughs> but uh that's all i had and i wanted bolognese so i made that i added mushrooms this time and uh less cayenne pepper so it wasn't as spicy as last time so thank goodness for that i thought it was pretty good i made a tiktok about it so you can go to our tiktok at mark out and uh See the video, you can see the other videos I put out there too. And they are,
1: I mean, they're TikTok viral, they're pretty they're TikToky, famous. I should say. Yeah, they're TikTok, they're trendy. I mean, so make sure that you uh follow us on TikTok because we are that cool. Yeah, I've watched a bunch of TikTok videos over the past week, so
0: which is obscene, uh, insane, I should say. But I also played a lot of WWE 2K22. The showcase I did in like two hours, I thought it sucked, which sucks because I was very much so looking forward to a Rey Mysterio showcase, and then I almost feel like the new controls that they added into this game were specifically put in so they didn't have to do other things in the showcase. So, mm-hmm. and it sucked because like I, I see a lot of people putting it over, but I also see those people that are like, this showcase sucked. They didn't have commentary for these showcases normally you would. It was music playing in the background as if New Jack was wrestling. Wait, what was this? Rey Mysterio showcase in 2K22. Uh-huh. And, and they they play well, the music? They just play like a like a different track mm-hmm. over the match while you're playing it and doing the different things that you're supposed to. And oh. it goes between you playing the game and footage of Ray Mysterio, like documentary style in kayfabe of him talking about each match.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: it's like, I don't know how much I can enjoy something like that where Ray's like, Oh man, here I knew it was going to be the end of the match, but I found it within to do this. And I'm like, mm, okay. But I felt like there was too much cutscenes, not enough of me playing. And it just wasn't, I don't know, you didn't get enough from it, in my opinion. There was one WCW match, which was Halloween Havoc against Eddie Guerrero, so thank God for that. And outside of that, it wasn't like, it was just all WWE, Mm -hmm. which I'm fine with, but I just felt like it could have been better. And I also, uh, I watched Turning Red, which is Pixar's newest film. I thought it was an okay film. I didn't think it was the greatest, but if you're yeah, I
1: saw mixed reviews on it.
0: Yeah, if you're a Pixar film uh, fan, I would recommend it. I heard it was like controversial too. <sighs> yeah, I I don't. I could see what some of those reviews were saying, but because mm-hmm. it it truly is about like a, a a girl, I guess becoming a woman, but also becoming yeah. a panda. <laughs>
1: Which I can definitely understand, which is where, I mean, it's definitely conflicting, you know, it's, it's important and valuable to, uh, for young, uh, girls and, uh, out there to see, uh, that it's normal. Like there's, there's some
0: things in the movie that a kid could be like, Oh, what is this? And then you'll have to then explain to them what that is, or you could choose not to, but I don't know how many kids are going to be asking about stuff mm-hmm. from the film. But I thought it was yeah. pretty good. It was crazy. I had to uh, change my Disney Plus settings because they added the the uh, Netflix shows. So now I have to make sure that it's TVMA. They were like, brother, really? you want to keep this account or do you want it to change these settings to TVMA? Because... We added the Defenders saga. So, yeah. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, it was a nice week. Very cool, very cool. Yeah, I well, might as well uh, talk about the WWE Hall of Fame before we talk about WWE Raw, because they announced the latest inductee to the Hall of Fame on Monday, that being Queen Charmell which I definitely did not think the first Nitro Girl to be inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame would be (laughs) Charmelle. And I think it's definitely out of left field, but I don't think
1: anybody should complain about this. So, I question as to what places Charmelle above others, though.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know. Post-Nitro Girls, she changed from Storm to Paisley to manage the artist and then she went on to manage Queewee in WCW and then really she trained with OVW to become a wrestler but just became a backstage interviewer for WWE instead I don't know why I said that very weird but her biggest role in the company would be as King Booker's manager Queen Charmel and that to me is where she really shined hey Props to her. Good for her. She worked for TNA as well, but we're definitely not going to talk about that. That...
1: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, congratulations to Queen Charmel on her uh, impending induction.
0: Yeah, also, I thought that the very first Nitro Girl I thought would be inducted would be Stacy Keebler. But But yeah, I'm, I'm happy so. for Queen Charmel, and I'm excited to see who the other members of this class will be. It's heavily rumored that the Steiner brothers might be going to Texas.
1: So maybe they will be inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame this year. That would be amazing. I mean, me and you have had this discussion before where they're your top tag team, right? That or Legion of Doom. Which one was it for you? For me, the Hardy Boys. Oh, well, what's your number two? Or was it Mike? Number two, I think Mike. Number two for me is a hundred percent probably like too cool or something. Oh God, that <laughs> that totally dates Brandon right there. For I think for Mike, it may have been Steiner Brothers. Yeah, for I think me, he's
0: Steiner Brother fan.
1: Yeah, I think for me, it's going to be number one is Steiner Brothers. I always was a fan of growing up, especially because they're they were both two powerhouses. Um, and I, I love the fact, like, I was a big fan of power bombs and clotheslines. Uh, that, those, like, power movesets, the power slam. But very light on their feet.
0: Yeah, Stein, exactly.
1: The Frankensteiner. Frankensteiner. Yeah. You know? And they were, I was a big fan of theirs. I love the multicolor singlets that they wore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, that would be amazing. Apparently, it really stems. It really goes back to Scott Steiner, though, because he spoke harshly about it. You know? uh, about the Hall of Fame. Yeah, about the ha- Hall of recently,
0: Fame, recently or oh, probably years ago. Well, now that his nephew's in WWE, maybe it's a lot different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's inductees who have definitely spoken not so kindly about WWE in the past, and they ended up there too. So. But, yeah, um, I'm looking forward to that. But moving over to Monday Night Raw. No? Not going to do it? Mm. <laughs> Monday Night. Night Raw. They did open up with the Scott Hall uh, Rest in Peace picture, yeah. which literally nobody knew at that point.
1: Yeah, it was really the breaking news um which like i mean when you saw that you're like did they pull did they go too quickly on that or but no, there's no it way. wasn't yeah it wasn't too quickly it was like the official announcement um very sad yeah you know and they aired a,
0: a video package a very well done video package for him later on but the actual show opened with kevin owens opening with hey yo that's another thing. How many people have said, hey, yo,
1: Mm-hmm. Chico, hey, yo, yeah,
0: and uh, it was definitely hard to enjoy this promo about Steve Austin, given that we literally all just found
1: out about Scott Hall's passing. I know, and it, it was just so upsetting, and I mean, Scott Hall was uh, yeah. instrumental. I mean, I mean, everybody remembers that opening promo with the. You know who we are, but you don't know why we're here. Yeah, You know? It, it, I mean, he was pretty much the reason why Goldberg got his first loss. <laughs> I mean, you know. That brings he, up
0: the, that's funny, because Asuka, yeah. that's like, the tweet's been recirculating of her saying, like, I'm so happy to have the longest streak, and she mentions Goldberg, and Scott, when he was on Twitter, responded saying, you're so much better than Goldberg
1: ever was. <laughs> Yeah. But, um, I mean, let's not forget about even his tag team with uh Mr. Perfect. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's such a, like underrated tag team nowadays. Like, I feel like there's not many people. I mean, luckily now, because of the network and images and really the internet and stuff like that, people know that Scott Hall was a tag team with Mr. Perfect before WWF. But I feel like that is just incredible and... Yeah, it just, it sucks. Yeah.
0: But the video promo, or the video, not the video promo, Kevin Owens' promo, I kind of thought we were going to see at the end of this Stone Cold make his way out, but the cameraman ate a stunner instead. Yeah. Cameraman sold that stunner really well, too. Which made me think maybe he was also trying to sell it like Scott did at WrestleMania. Ah. Whether or not that's the case, I have no idea, but he was very well done on
1: that selling. Yeah, I think you say that, and everybody knows exactly that sell of the stunner from from Scott Hall. Yeah, You know, like, flat back and then flip over. (laughs) Popped huge up in the air.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, first match of the evening saw Damian Priest pick up the victory over Finn Balor. Balor... During his entrance, held up the two sweets instead of pointing like he normally does. Um, Austin Theory, though, came out for this match. Damian Priest, who already uses the move, he used the razor's edge to throw Balor onto the commentary table. And uh, Finn Balor ends up taking his eyes off Damian Priest to dropkick Austin Theory. And Damian Priest was able to hit the reckoning to pick up the victory there. And then Austin Theory hit the ATL afterwards. I think it's a bit weird that Austin Theory is feuding with Pat McAfee and Finn Balor. It's definitely interesting. But he is the U.S. champion now.
1: You know, he is the U.S. champion now. And I don't know.
0: It's next match. To, uh...
1: Uh, I don't want to talk about this one. <laughs> almost picked up the victory. No, 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 over no, no. Can we Just skip Aziz? it. Why? Why do we have to do this? Why is like I dude, mean, this, I this, think this was like a, this should have this... been a match for WrestleMania, no? Thank you, brother. This was a WrestleMania match. I mean, you had two giants that you could have easily hyped up the both of them into a giant versus giant at WrestleMania, but he, didn't do that you didn't do that
0: why didn't you do that yeah instead almost hits the suplex on commander aziz hit him with the two-handed choke bomb picks up the victory and then he grabbed apollo cruz from outside the ring into the ring and slammed him down i don't know after that
1: i'm not a fan of that
0: yeah after that we saw Liv morgan pick up the victory over queen Zelina. Carmella kind of got involved and then Rhea Ripley went after her and she jumped into Corey's arms. And, and once again, it led to the loss. Yeah. Queen Zelina doesn't really have a tag team partner in her tag team partner.
1: I know. Um, I mean, is this, I mean, it's kind of the right one's on the wall, right? You would think. I think we'll have new champions at WrestleMania. Yeah, I think so too, but next up you had the Mysterios pick up the victory over the Hurt business. Um this one I think the bigger know. story is Miz and Logan Paul doing commentary. For commentary, this. Yeah. yeah. A majority
0: yeah. of the focus of this match was on Miz and Logan Paul.
1: Yeah. I I think that they were the focus and the match was just the background. Yeah, and then they
0: they jumped the Mysterios afterwards and Rey Mysterio got out of it. And it left the Mysterios with Logan Paul alone, and they went to do a double six-one-nine, and the Miz saved him. Which I think this has been pretty good build for WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not expecting a uh, an amazing match. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't know, know what to expect here
0: because I mean, Logan Paul is a very clearly was an athlete. He is an athlete. Not even was. He is 100% an athlete. And he placed super high in his state's wrestling. So it's like, maybe we'll see some amateur background coming out from him at WrestleMania. I don't even know what his moveset will be in WW2K22. He got scanned recently. He is going to be DLC. So... We'll see with that. But after that, we saw Edge come out with a brand new entrance, brand new theme song, which is The Other Side by Alter Bridge. And uh, I like the fact that he's still using Alter Bridge. Yeah. The new intro is him saying, you, th- you thought you knew me, but you didn't, or something like that. Which I think is for the first time as a solo theme that he did not have the, you think you know me. Yeah sample but he said that he's better than everybody and just put him over as a heel for wrestlemania and i thought
1: this was well done as well i agree i i think that this entire reinvention of edge is it's interesting it's cool it's fun uh next up you had bianca belair picking up victory over dewdrop and is it just me or are we can we be done with this this match went how i thought it was going to go except it was much longer and how many times <laughs> have we seen the two of them do this already? Yeah. It, it, yeah. Like, this has been, like, first they had a feud, and then it didn't last all that long. And then we tried to pump up Dewdrop, and then we forgot about Dewdrop being pumped up and went somewhere else to, like, Becky Lynch return. And this entire, I mean, who cares? And it was about weird because Nikki ASH sat ringside for this, and literally
0: nothing came of that. Mm mm. It was Bianca Belair getting attacked by Becky Lynch afterwards. Yeah, and that was a nasty attack with that chair and the hair. Yeah, she grabbed her by the the hair while her throat was wrapped around the the chair and whipped her whole head hair into the, the ring forth. post. And then Becky Lynch said something about her hair next week. So I don't know if we're gonna. I don't know. Hair versus hair match. I don't know. WWE posted Molly Holly vs. Victoria from WrestleMania this week. Full match, so I don't know.
1: I don't know, Brandon.
0: After that, we have the RK Bro celebration where Randy Orton actually threw a party for them. And the Street Profits interrupted, basically saying that they're not there to party. They're there for business. They want the titles. They earned their spot to get the titles. And Randy Orton turned them down at first. And then Montez Ford turned it around saying that they're not asking. They're telling RK-Bro, like, we are getting a title shot at WrestleMania. And Riddle basically said that uh, they have to face somebody and that it's the right thing to do. So Randy Orton accepted and it led into a singles match where Matt Riddle picked up the victory over Montez Ford via disqualification because Otis came out and attacked Randy Orton, and then Chad Gable attacked Dawkins, and the Alpha Alpha Academy continued the attack. Triple threat. I'm hoping the Alpha Academy comes out on top at WrestleMania's Champions. However, I think the Street Profits are more likely to.
1: Yeah, I would love Alpha Academy. But I'm with you about street profits. I see Riddle and Orton probably like a what SummerSlam match, um, perhaps. Right. Pro- like the next, probably the next
0: big. Next uh, big is Money in the Bank's huge. at the
1: stadium. Is it? Yeah. When is Money in the Bank? Uh, July. July. I think it's July. July second. I don't know. Well, I mean, if you wait to SummerSlam, isn't SummerSlam in what? August. August. I oh, mean, actually, t- SummerSlam,
0: July thirtieth. And when's Money in the Bank? July second, at Allegiant Stadium. That's crazy. SummerSlam is at as at a Nissan Stadium in Tennessee. Yeah. Prior to uh, Money in the Bank it's Hell in a Cell in June. At the Allstate Arena, you have Wrestlemania Backlash May 8th, Dunkin' Donuts Center up in Rhode Island. So, I don't see Orton versus Riddle taking place at Backlash. I don't necessarily see it taking place at Hell in a Cell. Mm -hmm. Maybe it starts to break down at Money in the Bank where they both want to be in the match. I don't know, but earlier in the night, Seth Rollins was asked about WrestleMania and he didn't have an answer. All the fans chanted for Cody Rhodes. Kevin Owens ends up meeting up with Seth Rollins later on to say that, uh, tough times don't last tough guys do, which is a play on what Scott Hall would say. And then he tried to build him up for WrestleMania and Seth Rollins ends up walking off laughing. And later on, we see Seth Rollins come out with his plan and calls Kevin Owens out, bringing up that Kevin Owens has the KO show with Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania and brought up how maybe he'll also have a talk show (laughs) at WrestleMania and have Stone Cold on as a guest as well, which I thought was really funny. And Kevin Owens is like, that's just not a good plan. And he pitched a match where the winner would get the talk show and stung called Steve Austin. And they argued, leading to Sonya Deville to come out and actually make that match, which turned into the main event where Kevin Owens picked up the victory over Seth Rollins. Very fun match that I think could have even been a WrestleMania match. I like the false finishes in this. The referee spot where he got pushed out of the ring I thought was good also. And I think... I think everybody here was anticipating Cody Rhodes, but that did not happen. Yeah, a lot of hype about that. Corey ended it by saying Seth's dreams were dashed. Jimmy said that it was a nightmare. So I don't think if we're going to see Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania, I don't think it needs to happen on a Monday Night Raw.
1: I agree. Don't rush it.
0: I think it could very much so turn into something like John Cena versus Undertaker.
1: Yeah, don't rush it, you know. Look at what happened with look at Bray Wyatt, you know? They're not rushing it. Don't rush Cody Rhodes. Don't just because he's a free agent or just because he's potentially signed or he is signed, don't rush him onto the TV. Play it out. Like what's the bigger pop? Monday Night
0: Raw in a stadium of or an arena of like maybe 16,000 yeah, or WrestleMania potentially a hundred thousand. I don't know if they'll get up to a hundred thousand this year, but uh, we'll see. Maybe combined days, a hundred thousand. Hmm. But I mean, we've seen recently Hardy boys make their big return to WWE at WrestleMania. And it was a huge pop. So, save it for WrestleMania. That was Monday Night Raw. Moving over to NXT, which they also aired a Scott Hall bumper. Uh, And then it opened with Miz TV, with Dolph Ziggler, Robert Root as the guests. And they came out, did some NWO stuff. Ziggler did the Razor Strut. And they showed footage of Braun Breaker looking for Dolph Ziggler. But breaker ends up leaving because I guess Ziggler wasn't there at that point and Ziggler brought up defending the title and LA Knight came out to lay out a challenge to Dolph Ziggler and Ziggler's like I only face superstars and LA Knight's like well I'm a megastar and they went back and forth and that match got set for the main event so I thought that was pretty cool First match of NXT saw Santos Escobar pick up the victory over uh, Cameron Grimes to get into the North American Championship ladder match that uh, will be taking place at Stand and Deliver. We saw Trick Williams and and Carmelo Hayes pay tribute to Scott Hall during their entrance. Uh, As far as the match, I liked it. I liked the end of this match specifically. Grimes went for that cave-in. And Santos Escobar caught him with the phantom driver to pick up that victory.
1: What'd you think? Ah, I don't know. Every time I see Santos Escobar, I, like this week I was watching it and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what I, I don't know where I see these guys on the main roster. Like, I don't know. Um, Escobar has lost his touch with me. Grimes, I'm still a huge fan of, but I think that this North American Championship ladder match is going to be a lot of fun. Well, later on, Santos Escobar is being interviewed, and the Mysterios
0: cut it off. Rey Mysterio ends up putting Dominic over, and Dominic wants a match against one of the members of Legado Del Fantasma, so that match got set up for later on. After that, we saw A-Kid pick up the victory over Kushida, which I was very pumped to watch. I think... They both should have had entrances. Especially since you're trying to build up a kid coming over from NXT UK. But for some reason they didn't give them entrances. And I wish this match was longer. I hope he'll be at Stand and Deliver. He has a match to see if he gets into the match next week. I wish Kushida was also going to be in that match. But I guess he's going to be more so of a, a tag team division competitor. So I don't know where they're going to be going with this. A-Kid, to me, is one of the best professional wrestlers that WWE has on their roster today. Um, so I could definitely see him going on to that ladder match and winning the North American Championship. We also still saw A-Kid on NXT UK this week with Saxon Huxley wanting to be tag team partners. So I don't know where that ends up. Yeah, we. I don't know. After that, Tiffany Stratton picked up the victory over Saray, and Saray got attacked by Stratton before she was able to transform, I guess you would say.
1: Yeah, totally backstage, you know? And it was a quick match.
0: Saray missed her dropkick, and it led to the end of the match. So that amulet that she has will give her powers and better abilities. And everyone's complaining, like, oh, how dare they have Saray lose like that, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, brother, she didn't transform. They said it. (laughs) She didn't have her powers activated. Clear as day.
1: Yeah, it does make sense with, uh, with powers not being activated and everything. It does make sense.
0: After that, Tommaso Ciampa came out and spoke about his time in WWE and the gratitude that he has for everybody in the company and the fans. And he brought up Stand and Deliver, saying that it sounds like the perfect fairy tale ending, but he blew it last week by losing in the championship match. He thanks the WWE Universe and Tony D'Angelo slides into the ring, throws the crowbar down. He's like, I could have hit you with that, but I didn't. <laughs> I want to be in the history books and that means beating you. So, so Champa accepted the match, and I for a moment,
1: I I didn't know if we actually had him on the podcast. Or yeah, if it was, okay. Yeah. And D'Angelo
0: attacked Tommaso Champa, so I, I don't know if Sand and Deliver is going to be the the end of Tommaso Ciampa or what. In hmm. WWE, I don't know. To WWE. Well, I don't know. It sounded like he was saying his goodbyes in that promo. It's true.
1: I don't know, I hope not. Me too. After that, Indy. But next up you had Indy Hartwell pick up the victory over Persia Prada. Um I popped at the this... entrances, both of them coming out at the same exact time. Yeah, and things got a little bit uh
0: heated I and mean, more ways than others. Somehow made TMZ. I don't get it. <laughs> wow. I don't understand how that specific moment, it them making out Duke Hudson and Loomis appeared, which caused the distraction. And then they both made out with their men and, and laid them on the mat to do it. Very bizarre. I don't know why that made it to TMZ.
1: Yeah, obviously they've never watched wrestling before. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but next up you had Dominic, the donkey. No, Mysterio. Pick up the victory over uh, Raul Mendoza. Um, yeah, it was definitely interesting to see Dominic on NXT in a match. Yeah, I thought it was nice to see him in that setting.
0: Yeah. Electra distracted. Dominic and Fallon Henley came out and got in her face and then Briggs and Jensen backed her up and Ray ends up popping Santos Escobar in the face and Dominic was able to hit the 619 and the Frog Splash to pick up the victory there but I'm wondering if come Monday maybe we'll see Santos Escobar on Monday Night Raw or past WrestleMania maybe we'll see something with Rey Mysterio doing something with Santos Escobar in NXT. It's possible. I mean, why not? Yeah. Why not? Also, Fallon Henley just officially got signed. She's in the class, the new recruitment class.
1: Yeah, they have a ton of people uh, that are well-known in the recruitment class too, right? Yeah, Roxy is part of that. Santino's daughter is part of that. Um, A bunch of others. Yeah, very cool. Next up, they aired a video tribute uh, to Scott Hall. Um, yeah, very, still very, very sad. And then earlier in the night, Cora Jade stole
0: toxic Attractions championships, and JC found her title throughout the night they were doing this whole Tom and Jerry gimmick and JC found her title and pulled on it only to have it be booby trapped and get locked in a storage area. Gigi found hers by a dumpster and went into the dumpster to get it. <laughs> and Cora Jade closes it on her with a forklift and for with the NXT championship Cora Jade got into Mandy's new car with spray paint might I add and Mandy ends up being in the the backseat of the car beats up Cora Jade and she ends up spray painting Cora Jade but Cora Jade gets her match at Stand and Deliver for that NXT Women's Championship my only question is what the absolute hell was Corey Jade going to do with white spray paint on a white car?
1: <laughs> I don't understand. That's... Like, does that do anything? Yeah. I I mean, it does tarnish it. going to do a little touch-up? Yeah, it does tarnish it, you know. I was expecting it to be,
0: like, black or something like that.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. After that, we saw the Creed Brothers come out and they spoke about being attacked last week or backstage, I think this took place actually. And they called out whoever it was. Oh no, it was not the ring because MSK came out (laughs) and uh, they were rocking some NWO t-shirts. Nice little tribute there. Wes hitting them with the hey yo. And he said that it wasn't them and they should know that it wasn't them. Imperium showed up and said that they're still willing to put their titles on the line in a triple threat. Ultimately, we don't know who attacked them the other week. Malcolm Bivens spoke to Idris Anofi and Malik Blade and the Grizzled Young Veterans. They denied all involvement, or any involvement, I should say, in jumping the creeds. And then Malcolm Bivens laid out a challenge to the Grizzled Young Veterans, so I'm hoping that we see the grizzled young veterans be added to maybe a four-way match for the tag team titles at Stand and Deliver, with grizzled young veterans getting the championships. Maybe. Hopefully.
1: Hmm. I, I hope. not know. Grizzled, grizzled vets, I—they don't get respect. No respect. No. No respect. Main events. But uh, next up, you have the main event of the evening, with our special guest of the honor of the honor of the hour of the uh, the entire night. Your champion, the one, the only, Dolph Ziggler. How could he Pick- be the special guest if he is the champion? Well, he's a guest always. You know, he's the Zigmaster, the Zigzag, the Zigster, Ziggler, Zig. You know, uh, but he picked up the victory over LA Knight, night to retain his championship. Um, the crowd loves LA Knight. Yeah, he was super over then. And I thought it was a really good match. Yeah, I, I agree. It was a good match, super over. It um, seems like LA Knight could be like main
0: roster soon. Yeah. Post WrestleMania or something. I mean, he already appeared in a backstage seg. Yeah, which they did. um, With Ziggler, right? Yeah, they did make reference to that earlier on in the night. In case you completely forgot about it. Yeah. But uh, Braun Breaker ends up showing up during this, but we didn't see him until after the match. And he basically, he just wants a rematch at Stand and Deliver. And he clocked Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler accepted. So at Stand and Deliver, as of right now, it's Braun Breaker versus Dolph Ziggler. For the uh, NXT well, championship. I think that's awesome. I wish I, I was going to be in Texas for TakeOver. Or I don't even think they're calling it TakeOver anymore. But
1: I don't know, but I hope Ziggler wins.
0: I don't necessarily think that's going to happen. And hopefully Me? at that time, it'll be the Steiner brothers will be Hall of Famers and we'll see the Steiner brothers at,
1: at Stand and Deliver. That would be cool. Hopefully they can get the Steiner brothers to do this. Mm. That would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to see Rick Steiner going separately. I don't think that's going to happen. You know? Yeah.
0: But moving over to NXT UK, we saw Oliver Carter pick up the victory over Tyler Bate, which this match was set up to see if Oliver Carter and Ashton Smith could get another title shot at Mustache Mountain. And at one point during the match, we saw Smith and Trent Seven go to square up on the outside, which kind of distracts Tyler Bate. And Tyler Bate goes for a diving, like, corkscrew, like, standing elbow or whatever from the middle rope. And it was so beautifully transitioned into a backslide pin for Oliver Carter to pick up that victory there. I thought it was such a good pin uh, and a, a pretty good match. After that, Amelia McKenzie picked up the victory over Nina Samuels. Samuels missed a, a really nice moonsault and McKenzie was able to hit a spear and pick up the victory off of that. We saw Aliyah James pick up the victory over Stevie Turner in a somewhat of a quick match. James moved out of the way for a springboard flatliner and then rolled up Stevie Turner to pick up the victory. They aired a video package for Isla Dawn and Mako Santamora, which I thought was well done. Hyping up Isla Dawn's title shot next week on NXT UK and then the main event we saw Roderick Strong pick up the victory over Wolfgang and at the start of this even when it was announced last week I didn't have an idea as to why Roderick Strong was going to be in the UK especially for NXT UK like such a random thing to have taken place and I wish that they mentioned him gonna like being on NXT UK this week on NXT especially because it was announced last week. But I thought it was a great match. Roderick Strong and Wolfgang, I think, are both so good. And it was a nice treat to see on NXT UK because we wouldn't normally see Roderick Strong there. And afterwards, he said that he's there for big money fights, and that big money fight is Ilya Dragunov. So I don't know if we're going to be seeing... Roddy versus Ilya for the NXT UK Championship take place at Sand and Deliver. But I think that would be pretty cool to see. I think that would be a very like awesome match. But we'll see with that. That's NXT UK moving over to SmackDown. It opened up with the Bloodline where Paul Heyman informed Roman Reigns that Brock Lesnar won't be there due to travel issues and then Roman Reigns went on to talk but Paul Heyman frantically cut Roman Reigns off and said that Brock Lesnar landed and he's on his way and I thought it played off pretty great here and then they cut to backstage where the bloodline kind of frantically trying to get into a car and all of a sudden a forklift Rams into them they cut to commercial they come back they show all the angles it was Brock Lesnar um, <laughs> they escaped and went into a car and sped off but Brock Lesnar still was able to rip the car door off before they got away and then he went to the ring with the car door and just gave Roman Reigns a warning for I guess next week I believe they're live in Barclays Center next week in Brooklyn First match of the evening saw Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs pick up the victory over Los Lotharios. Michael Cole uh, trying to say that Rick Boogs' first title uh, shot or he's going for his first title here in WWE, which I don't accept because he's already been WWE 24-7 champion as Joseph Average from one of those pay-per-views. But this match, thought it was a decent tag match. Obvious outcome. Nothing too much here. I feel like Rick Boogs and Nakamura come WrestleMania could potentially be the next SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Although I don't really see the Usos losing those titles. After that, we saw Viking Raiders and Drew McIntyre picking up the victory over Happy Corbin, Shanky, and Jinder Mahal, which was supposed to take place last week, but the heels attacked the faces before the match could take place and then obviously Drew McIntyre came out on top there but in this match Baron Corbin, Happy Corbin escaped Drew McIntyre, cowardly-esque, tagged in Shanky, cowardly-esque, is that a word, cowardly-esque, he tagged in Shanky and Shanky got in the ring, got hit with a Michinoku driver, a Claymore and lost the match, I thought, thought it was fine. After that, Sami Zayn laid out a challenge to Johnny Knoxville to change their match to an anything-goes match. And later on, Johnny Knoxville accepted. They name-dropped Butterbean, or he name-dro- name-dropped Butterbean. He once got knocked out by Butterbean in a department store. I think it would be pretty cool if Butterbean was somebody who showed back up at WrestleMania. It's been um, over a decade, over I mean, over two decades. It was 1999 After that, Team Bad picked up the, or no, Team Bad versus Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley went to a no contest. Queen Zelina and Carmella sat out there for commentary, and Zelina seemingly spent the whole match trying to tell Carmella to focus. This match I thought was super fun. I thought the moonsault from Sasha Banks, followed by the split legged moonsault from Naomi, was the end, but Liv Morgan broke that up. And then they ended up doing a tower doom spot and Natalia and Shayna Baszler jumped both teams and then all four teams brawled. And I'm definitely looking forward to this women's championship match at WrestleMania. And I thought for sure the Bella Twins would be somehow included here, but I guess not. And it, even more so, I thought they were going to be because they were, they're booked for WrestleMania weekend at WWE stuff. So, um... Backstage, Sonya Deville added Natty and Shayna Baszler to the match, so I'm happy that they get to be here. After that, Pat McAfee was summoned to Vince McMahon's office, where Vince apparently ordered him to apologize to Austin Theory or his WrestleMania match could be in jeopardy. Pat went into the ring and spoke about how his life changed as a kid when he he saw pro wrestling on TV on the USA Network. And he was cutting a pretty hyped-up promo, and Austin Theory cut him off. And then Pat McAfee did apologize. Not the greatest of apologies, though, but an apology nonetheless. After that, the main event saw Kofi Kingston losing to Ridge Holland. Sheamus and Pete Dunne got tossed from ringside, but Butch crawled back into the ring. Sheamus pulled him out. That caused a distraction, and... Ridge Holland was able to hit his finisher on Kofi Kingston to pick up the victory. Not much to say there. Main segment, Charlotte came out and spoke about what she did to Rousey last week, and how she was close to tapping Rousey out, but the referees and producers stopped her. And then Flair said that Ronda is not as passionate about pro wrestling as her, and... Rousey came out, they went to brawl, Charlotte had a kendo stick, which Ronda Rousey ducked, went for an armbar, and Charlotte escaped from that, and uh, Ronda Rousey was able to get an ankle lock eventually on her, but Charlotte used the the kendo stick, choked her out with the kendo stick, and then powerbombed her through the commentary table to close SmackDown i don't know why that segment needed to take place we saw it last week and it makes me look even less forward to that match at wrestlemania but that was smackdown gonna take a quick break here hear a word from our sponsors over at manscaped and
2: uh, i'll be back with chris here on marking out Support for Marking Out is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Look, I mean, I've done it, Dave's done it, Brandon's never done it. You're down there, you sh- you know, shaved up, making sure everything looks clean and fresh, and you get a nick. A little kutsky there. And it stinks. It's no, it, it's no fun whatsoever. So that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. It's the ball hair trimmer equivalent of Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave because we all know that Brandon's going to need it. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower, so that way you don't make a mess all over your bathroom. The one coolest feature is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for closer, more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet shrug technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So that way I can charge my... A lot more 3.0, my camera batteries, and my phone—all the same shelf. Huzzah! If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours and get 20% off and free shipping with the code. Regardless, that's one for this uh, read at manscape.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code. Regardless, that's two for this read at manscape.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com and use the code REGARDLESS. That's three for this read. And folks, if you want your boomer sooner to be
0: fruity, delicious,
2: fruity, fruity,
0: delicious, fruity, delicious, well, then use the code REGARDLESS to get 20%
2: off and free shipping. That's now four for this read.
0: Don't forget to sauce it.
2: Back on marking out pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans gotta take manscaped go to manscaped.com use the coupon code regardless save yourself 20% and free shipping. Uh, It's getting warm outside it's time you might have to take your shirt off. Uh, Don't look like a fool don't look like uh, Sasquatch you know get a get yourself a lot more 4.0 get yourself buzzed up looking fresh. So manscaped.com, use the coupon code regardless. Chris here, we're back on marketing Out pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. I'm here with Brandon still. Uh, Brandon, what's the haps? Not much. How about yourself? Uh, it's been good. It's been an easy easy week because we're in between basketball season and lacrosse season. So I've had a very light week. Um, we had, as I spoke about last week, we had game night on Saturday, which was a lot of fun. A lot of people here, a lot of drinks. Um, <laughs> and yeah, no, we had a great time. Um, you know Dan's in town for, for unfortunate reasons, so good, it was good to see him and hung out with Dave. Um, so yeah. How uh, were how were the snacks? I put out you know like pepperoni and cheese and stuff like that, but like everybody ate before they came. And then there's Dan at like ten o'clock, <laughs> like nine thirty. Goes, hey, can we order pizza? I'm like, you. I looked him go. You're an adult. You can do whatever you want. So we ordered pizza. We got our two nice uh pizzas. And, uh, yeah, it was great. It was delicious pizza. It was cold, though. I think, uh, you know, the, the Slice app driver, uh, didn't properly, uh, pick it up on time, so it sat there for a couple minutes. It's unfortunate. Yeah, it was really unfortunate. It was good pizza, though. Uh, and then I had, you know, there was one slice left over, and there's still some garlic knots in my fridge. Maybe I'll have those with lunch today. So, I'm here. We're talking pro wrestling, folks. We're talking all elite wrestling. We're gonna backtrack to Rampage. From Friday night, they're still in Florida, uh but you just kicked the show off with Darby Allen picking up the victory over private party's Mark Quinn. Was that the salt of the earth that armbreaker that Darby used to win the match? I did not
0: uh I don't know it's just to me it was just a fujiwara arm bar
2: yeah, and they called it as such, but I mean, awesome, this you know high paced awesome match um. And then at the end of the match, uh, it looks like uh, Darby's going to get beat down, and out come the Hardys, as you spoke about last week. You read spoilers. <laughs> yeah, I didn't
0: even know that was part of the show.
2: Yeah, it was, part of, it was part of the show. They came out to give a little bit of aid to Sting and Darby. So. Well,
0: they didn't even give aid. Nothing Nothing came with that. I thought it was funny. Do you want to screw with the Hardys? I, I mean, like, they were outnumbered.
2: I know, but still. The Hardys come out. They're, you know, the hot tag team right now in AEW. You don't, you don't screw with the Hardys, especially with the legacy that they have. After this, you have the first comments from the new TNT champion, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Talk about next week how they are going to beat Wardlow. He's got this undefeated streak going. It's not going to happen. And Ethan Page says, you know, hey, don't let the one belt fool you. He's going to be on Wednesday night. Scorpio Sky is defending two titles. His TNT title and a streak. Apparently, Scorpio Sky has gifted the second TNT championship to uh, Dan Lambert, which I like. And we'll talk about uh, an awesome
0: match. A lot of people complain that Dan Lambert had the title on Wednesday. I'm like, it makes sense. Like, Sky <laughs> Sky himself said so he's gifting it to Dan Lambert. I thought that was oh, yeah.
2: hilarious. It was great. So, uh, next up, you have Jamie Hayter and Mercedes Martinez. With Mercedes Martinez picking up the victory here, didn't,
0: um, didn't Jamie what? Hader win?
2: Oh yeah, sorry, my bad. Um, I I write things down and I accidentally re I, I, I
0: can't blame you though because I thought for sure Mercedes Martinez was going to be the one winning this match.
2: Yeah, uh, Hader picked up a, a pinfall victory with a huge lariat.
1: Yeah. So, how Mountain. good is Jamie
2: Hader? I don't feel like we've we've seen her enough in singles action. We've always seen her in like tag back tag action stuff like that. Real impressive. Yeah.
0: Although so, I mean, she won with the help of Rebel and Britt Baker. So.
2: But yeah, that you know that, but that goes to the story of Mercedes Martinez now aligned with Thunder Rosa. You know, we we spoke about uh, from Revolution how they got involved with that match too. So
0: yeah, and they went to continue the beatdown afterwards, but Thunder Rosa actually chased them off with a steel chair.
2: Thunder Rosa is over, and you know who else is over there? Keith Lee
0: Hikaru Shida. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, she threatened to cut Serena Deeb's head off. I thought that was
2: hilarious. It was hilarious. Listen, she's 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 real now. So, uh, anyway, uh, Keith Lee picks up a victory over QT Martial with Aaron Solo and Nick Camerato in his corner. Um, you can say this was just a Keith Lee squash match.
0: Yeah, I mean, every part of this mostly was he even after the fact Aaron Solo jumped on Keith Lee, Keith Lee shook him off and then Nick Camarado got in the ring and Lee fought him off and then Will Hobbs and Ricky Starks ran down, took him out.
2: Yeah, took him out. So, it maybe we'll see maybe we'll see Keith Lee versus uh, Ricky Starks for the FTW title soon.
0: I think Rampage is Rampage not Ricky Starks versus powerhouse uh not powerhouse versus pow power, power,
2: powerhouse uh let me i'm gonna double check on my social media i'm
0: almost certain that's what it was
2: oh yeah could be i could i think
0: that was set up specifically on on dynamite this week
2: uh, uh let me let someone we'll go no uh keith lee is facing off against max C- max caster oh right
0: week. that uh, yeah okay that was actually set up on <laughs>
2: yeah that was that right. was set up on
0: rampage a bunch um, of backstage and- gimmicks i forgot yeah, absolutely. So, but, yes, maybe we will see Keith Lee versus Ricky Starks.
2: But your main event, uh, Shane Swerve Strickland, in his AEW debut match, picks up the victory over the premier athlete, Tony Nese. Uh Great match here. Two outstanding talents that we've known for a very, very long time. Uh, and it's good to get uh, let them get a uh, spotlight on uh, uh, one of the AEW's major shows.
0: Yeah, it's definitely awesome to see them wrestle again. And I think... For me, at least, this was the biggest selling point of Rampage this the last week. And I hope we see more of this match.
2: You see more of just this match? What, do you want him to, we'll to just... do every single week? No, but it'd be nice to
0: see this match again. It'd be okay. nice to see Tony Nese, like, used in a storyline. How long has he been in AEW doing absolutely nothing?
2: Yeah, I know. Well, you know what? That's I I can't comment on that. Here's you know, the hoping have... he does something. Absolutely. Uh, so next up, it was St. Patrick's Day this week um i had a great saint patrick's day by the way did you wear green i did wear green yeah you've seen the the leprechaun in mobile alabama video right i have not you are you talking is it
0: it like a youtube video or yes
2: it's a youtube video where he's up in a tree Yes, okay. there's a and then there's the amateur sketch of the leprechaun. Oh, yes, yes. So, Sal, good friend Sal, you know, he's uh, he's since made a career shift when he used to make t-shirts, he made me a green leprechaun sh- the uh, the amateur sketch of the leprechaun shirt. So, that's my St. Patrick's Day shirt. It's I wear funny. it one day a year. Yeah, it's it's, it's spectacular. I got to shout out VSK because <laughs> VSK had a social medias yesterday. First, all, he puts on Twitter, he just writes never forget and clo- and and posted that video. And then he posted on uh, his Instagram a picture of his, his dude boy daughter. Congratulations, by the way. But with the amateur sketch over her head, I was <laughs> dying. VSK won St. Patrick's Day. I don't even know if the dude's uh, Irish, but still. But anyway, my St. Patrick's Day, for the first time since I think I had, like, since I haven't had kids, I went to a bar in the middle of the day, and I got a Guinness. Alone? and it, Alone by myself. I sat there. I watched uh, one March Madness game, had some bullish chicken wings, and uh, had a big Guinness. and It was great. Carrots and celery, or? Uh, well, then I made a corned beef later that night, so. Uh, but uh, <laughs> sel- doesn't sel- answer
0: the, the wing question. <laughs> celery,
2: celery and ranch, by the way. That's funny. Um, but I made corned beef. It, was, it came out outstanding. I had a little double-liner cheese, some rye bread, and a lot of Irish soda bread, which uh, is keeping my carb count up for the week. But anyway, let's talk about St. Patrick's Day Slam emanating from San Antonio, Texas, the Freeman Coliseum. A lot of rich history when it comes to the Freeman C- Coliseum and professional wrestling. You kick it off with a big trios match as Adam Cole, Red Dragon, and Red Dragon, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly defeat the AEW champion, Hangman and Page, and Jurassic Express. Um, I liked that JR starts the show off with. Hey, yo, I'll talk about uh, Scott Hall, Razor, Ramon a little bit later. Hey, yo, it's Wednesday night. You know what that means. Brother,
0: so, I was surprised. Why? The Young Bucks were not in this match. I know. They Last were, they week, had... we thought for sure they'd get into this match.
2: They said they were done with Hangman Page. Yeah. But the the, uh, they did a backstage later looking like idiots. Um.
0: The the but, the face team here did the the triple moonsault spot that we see typically in triple uh, A matches.
2: I like that. That was cool, especially yeah. with especially with Jurassic Express, I like and especially that. with uh, Jungle Saurus, uh, the, <laughs>
0: the uh, double springboard Doomsday device. I thought was nice, also.
2: Yes, very cool. A lot of very cool spots. I think this is a smart way to show up, start off a show, started off hot. You know, major storyline involved with you know two of the best tag teams and also your world heavyweight champion. So. Um, Cole picks up the victory by lowering the boom on uh, Jungle Boy and stares directly into the eyes yeah. of Hangman Page as he does it. So, keeping that storyline going on, keeping you know Red Dragon within some sort of title frame picture. Um, so very cool. After
0: that, we had some backstage stuff with Keith Lee and Team Taz, which I alluded to earlier. Yep. Basically, just telling him that they're going to show up on Rampage during his match with Max Caster. And later on, the acclaimed responded, and
2: Keith said something Lee, funny in here. I forget what it was though.
0: Keith Lee and Team Taz end up cutting them off, and then Swerve cut them off.
2: Yeah, so uh, Keith Lee's got somebody on side, and Swerve. Yeah, and then maybe, we'll see, uh, maybe Powerhouse and uh, Ricky versus Swerve and uh, Keith Lee. That's a potential two, match. Two major signings putting them in a match. After that, backstage uh, vignette. Chris Statlander very interesting we've seen Chris Statlander she's been such a dominant wrestler in AEW since her debut um and we've seen one side of her and it's the alien but this promo very like beautifully shot too like tight shot of her on her face taking out her contact wiping off her makeup and just sitting there so is she you know gonna go the alien gonna go into hiding you could say and try to be a normal wrestler that would be a nice kind of story arc to the galaxy's favorite uh, greatest alien. But how does it, like, she's just not going to be an alien anymore. She, yeah, she's not going to have the contact. I not going the face gimmick. Maybe she'll just have, like, plain, you know, women's trunks, you Smart know. Smart
0: thinking. New figure.
2: Yes! <laughs> By the way, I've been hearing uh, the the Dark Order set's been showing up at Target's on, on Long Island, but I yes, haven't Linet seen it yet. got
0: it. What? Linnick got Brody.
2: I saw. I saw that. Um, I have to go to – I have to take my wife to get her oil changed at 630 in the morning tomorrow. Um – I know, woof. Um, but there's a Target right down the block, so I always stop on my way home. Did you
0: uh, you got a Target card? No, um, no, I don't. Brother, you should get a Target card.
2: I don't need any more credit 5% cards. Five
0: percent off at Target, you should get a Target card. Disney gift cards, five percent off. You okay. save money on Disney gift
2: cards, brother. I know, but still, that's I, cheaper. I I don't like having credit cards, brother. Just to begin with, I'd rather just use my own money instead of having me owe somebody money brother you um, can pay it off right away i know but i don't want to do that we're, we're trying to get a new bathroom so like i don't need a new credit card when i'm going to try to be purchasing like bathroom shopping is expensive yeah i didn't realize man like hold like jeez tiles granite t- tiles gra- uh, yes well you know we're, we're going through estimates and stuff like that right now so it's um it's a lot and the only thing that i want to keep in bed ba- my wife can have control of this project. I, I looked at the guy dead in the face. I'm like, all I want is my bidet in here, and that's it. <laughs> He's just like, really? I'm like, that's it. I'm like, let her pick out everything. I we're on the same page with a lot of stuff, and all I want is my bidet.
0: Getting in getting get that uh, the waterfall, the rainfall. Uh, he was trying that,
2: to sell us out a whole bunch of gimmicks and stuff like that. I, I think those
0: know. are the dumbest thing.
2: Yeah. Why would I well, want
0: water coming directly above my head?
2: Yeah. I no like. We're keeping the tub as is, but, like, they have the faucets. Like, there's one big faucet on top, and then there's a, a, a hand gimmick that you could pull out. It's real strange. Um, but what was I saying? How did we dive? John Moxley into... and D- Brian Danielson. Wow, we went
0: down, like, a weird <laughs> hole here, man. Moxley and Brian Danielson picked up the victory over the Best Friends. Chaos-esque? Uh, Chuck Taylor and Wheeler, Wheeler Yuta. While William Regal sat on commentary, God's gift to commentary.
2: I thought he he was great. I I loved he's he's like, excuse me, masked man. He's like, oh, sir, I am. uh...
0: Yeah, he's like, uh, Jim, I want to thank you. You've done so much for me as well. I didn't get a chance last week and you with the mask, you've done absolutely nothing for me.
2: And then I like to who pop. is this gremlin on the side of? uh yeah. at the Ring is like, "Oh, that's Deadhouse."
0: And he added so much to this match, which I thought was already a lot of fun to watch.
2: It furthered the story of what this this I don't want to say narrative because like narrative now in pro wrestling is kind of like a weird word to use. Um, because of the, the CYN. Because you know CYN are creating their own narrative. Every time
0: I see CYN, I'm
2: like, I know that as a band. <laughs> that's right, me, Carver Ditch. I I remember that because the, I have that the Matt Walsh shirt from like the first uh, Control Your Narrative or Create Your Narrative or whatever it's called, because it's a great shirt and I'll, I'll, on the back it says CYN. I'm like, freaking carve your niche, man. <laughs> the greatest band that's never coming back. But I, anyway, I thought this match was great. It was again, it was it was physical. It was you know very fast paced. It was hard hitting. Uh, you know at the end of the day. Danielson and uh, Moxley, as you said, pick up the victory. I, c- I kind of wish
0: that Moxley and Danielson did some sort of tag moves together to, like, solidify them as a
2: tag team, rather than it's just these two really good wrestlers. This was their first tag... Sec- okay, second tag team match together. Right. They're, these two are... But I again, I, know I don't, both I don't think team- they necessarily need tag moves. I just would have liked to have seen it. Yeah, but you'll see a progression going forward of... Uh, of that, so. And I
0: hope William Regal's always on commentary for them. I, I just wish Regal did commentary instead of Excalibur, but
2: I'm uh, not going to get know, that.
0: Apples to oranges. After that, Wheeler Yuda ended up leaving the best friends to try to join Regal's group. And Regal slapped him in the face, and Wheeler Yuda did not like back down. He got right back into his face.
2: Yes. Um I like this again. This this whole story, Brian Danielson mentioning Real Yuta, maybe he sees like, oh man, I'm losing all the time. Why don't I go with these guys? They kick ass. I'm, uh, I'm I am a violent wrestler. I don't know how much you pay attention to Wheel Yuta outside of AEW, Brandon, but like, go see his work and like beyond wrestling, which has been fantastic. Um, this dude can go, and this is a, he's a great a quote unquote young boy to add to this team. William Regal said, you know, go. But he's like William Regal smacked him in the face and told him, I, I, I feel like what do you say like. Go uh come back soon, sunshine. And he said he'll be back. So maybe it's the same thing that happened with um William Regal gives him the slap in the face and these guys turn violent. Yeah. So maybe backstage before uh you know, Brian Danielson had this uh gimmick change, they smacked him in the face and said go and then he became Mr. Um All Bad Violence.
0: He uh Yuda kicked himself out of chaos. He did? I mean there's no way you could still be with the best friends like after you turn your back to join. I'm, I'm the team hoping. You just lost
2: to. <laughs> I'm hoping that we get more of like maybe a backstage vignette with all the best friends because like I think Chuck played it very well because like when Wheeler Yuta was walking away, they did like a tight shot on Chuck. You can see where he was like visibly upset. Also, Chuck did
0: really well in that tag team match. We don't. Chuck
2: is just really good. But
0: like I, I... feel like we don't really see that in AEW. No
2: what chuck being like uh because he was the, the veteran in this match yeah you know you want to, who you want to, i i mean will yuda has is a well-seasoned veteran but a guy like chuck taylor who has like a reputation of just being very good in the ring put him in there with danielson danielson and him worked together in shikara and on the indies i don't know how much M-Miley and taylor work together but there's a rapport there with these guys and they can put on a good show
0: yeah, and speaking of really good in the ring, after that, we had a backstage segment with FTR that got cut off by the Young Bucks, making fun of FTR's outfits, if I'm not mistaken, while they
2: were looking goofy themselves. Oh my god, like, uh, uh, dangly into a nose ring into a leprechaun onesie, like, what is this? Like <sighs> The the main thing to take from this
0: is that they're teasing Bret Hart.
2: Oh my god, like like... Like, just before the Bucks game, they're like, yeah, we know where the best there is. And then the Bucks just casually walk in. I was like, Brett's coming, man. It's going to happen.
0: I just really don't see a point in that, though.
2: Maybe this rebuilds FTR now. They just go in there, and they're just the best tag team in the world. They have another one of these matches. Like, it essentially set up FTR versus Young Bucks 2. And it's going to have FTR go out on top again. Bring, bring in Bret Hart, they have this newfound energy, this new piss and vinegar, and they just go in there and just dominate the Young Bucks. And then the, then you can set the course where the Young Bucks are at some, like, tr- this trajectory where they're not the best tag tag team in uh, AEW anymore. Well, I mean, and they go back to soul not. searching and they go back to white, Men they're not. white, And they go try to be back to white meat babyfacers, you know, try to be the freaking rockers. We're fantasy booking <laughs> a here, I'm walking out, folks! A big
0: reset for the Young Bucks.
2: Or they wait until Gallows and Anderson come come, and Kenny comes back from injury, and they restart the Super Elite again.
0: Is you that know? a thing with Gallows and Anderson? Though? I
2: think I, 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 allegedly, I'm pretty sure I heard it on a podcast. Maybe it was Talking Shop, but they mentioned that July 15th of this year, their contracts with Impact are up. Mm. So maybe they're waiting, and they're going to go back, or they're just going to go back to WWE, and you know all the smack they talked over the past two years is nothing. <laughs> Uncle Alan, where have you where have you been, Uncle Alan? Uh, I just did a lot of talking right there. he needs a sip of some water. I just, I really don't see Bret
0: Hart adding much to FTR. Just like, I mean, Tully Blanchard, I mean, he barely added anything to FTR. Yeah. Like, Bret, what's Bret going to do?
2: He's not going to cut promos for them. No, because we know FTR could probably cut a better promo than Brett. No offense. He's my number two favorite wrestler of all time. Who's but... number
0: one? Edge. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Makes
2: sense. Makes a lot of sense. Do you want to know who number three is? Number three is yeah.
0: a man. Yes. That's currently wrestling. Yes. That's not in AEW. Yes. That's in WWE. No. That's on the independent scene. That's blowing up. That Chris Jericho might have stolen his gimmick from.
2: Yes, we'll talk about Chris Jericho. <laughs> <effect. laughs> is it Matt Cardona? Hell, it is. Number three. Number three is Matt Cardona. That's hilarious. This Jericho Why is it hilarious? Pre-
0: no, that the, the, the that I said that Chris Jericho maybe stole Cardona's gimmick. Yeah, that's we'll talk- what this Jericho Appreciation Society I is loved- like. The entire thing. Jericho's like, I'm not a wrestler. I'm a sports entertainment uh, enter- entertainer, and it's like this sounds exactly like what Matt Cardona is currently doing. I'm not and a heel. I'm a babyface. WWE was my was my
2: developmental. Jericho coming out with the cosplay alleycat uh, from the World on EC- uh, GCW event uh, attire. Did
0: you notice that? I don't think I can put the two together.
2: Yeah. Purple gloves, purple jacket, but apparently Allie took that from Lady Gaga, so.
0: Yeah, so I I just think that uh, it's a strong connection between Matt Cardona and Chris Jericho there. A lot of
2: people are going to say that. Um, But I thought this whole thing came off so well. And for anybody that was second-guessing what Jericho was talking about with Daniel Garcia and him donating money, it's completely true.
0: Dude, when he brought up January 6th, my heart skipped a beat.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I was like, no, what is he going to (laughs) say? Oh, my God, I didn't realize that. Yeah,
0: as soon as he said, dude, I was like, (gasps) and then he brought up Buffalo. I was like, (sighs) okay, yeah,
2: gosh. Uh, I bought one of their shirts. Somebody made a a support shirt for them, so I made that. Um, You know, Jericho putting over all these guys.
0: 2.0, new names, Daddy Magic, Matt Menard, and Cool Hand Angelo Parker.
2: Love it. I love it so much because – we talk about, and, and you probably spoke about it, Butch, Gunther, <laughs> these names of these guys that just go in and they get repackaged. This is a straight jab. To uh, be fair, that stuff.
0: to be fair, Butch is not his actual name. Butch is a nickname like Ma- Daddy Magic or Cool Hand Ange.
2: Okay. But he's named Butch Pete Dunn? That's silly.
0: I, I mean, or B- Pete Butch Dunn? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't think you have to be like Butch Pete Dunn or whatever. People just call people Butch. Like... Like that you could ha- be a nickname.
2: Yeah, I bet Matt's Matt Cardona sent out a tweet after that he goes. My dad's nickname is Butch.
0: Yeah, see, people <laughs> don't call him Butch Cardona, do they? I don't know. Butch Matt's
2: dad. Butch
0: Matt's
1: dad.
2: But anyway, get rebrands everybody in here. You know, two gets new names. I thought it was great. I like. He brought up the-
0: Kevin Owens.
2: Yes, he brought up his former. No, he said his best friend Kevin. His former,
0: Ke- or did he say former best friend? Yes. His former best friend Kevin asking Chris Jericho to do him a favor to have 2.0 on his podcast so they'd maybe get a job out of it. And then they got signed with AEW. Yeah. And it, Kevin Owens, for a long time, prior to them being released from WWE, I thought for sure we should have seen Kevin Owens and ever as a team together because backstage what they were doing was fantastic. Every time we would see the three of them on screen together fantastic
2: again putting over jericho putting over the young the young talent rebranding them doing all the things that AEW fans hate and poop on NXT and WWE for and that's how you get heat
0: i think because this was one of the higher rated segments of the it
2: was <laughs> it was out, it was outstanding but anyway they're the jericho appreciation society and they're going to beat up pro wrestlers oh yeah bye god bye Congratulations to Chris Jericho. Talk Chris Jericho is Jericho's now on Sirius XM. Oh wow. Yeah, he's got a show now I think 2 days a week at like 8 o'clock at night. So, very cool. Oh, that's pretty cool. Pretty pretty cool. Miami. I like Daniel
0: Garcia's like if
2: Chris oh, Jericho
0: was... says that he's a sports entertainer then I guess
2: I am too. Yep, and that one that kind of went somewhat viral. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, it was very funny. Anyway, next up TNT championship match. Uh, as we kind of expected last week, Scorpio Sky picks up to victory over Wardlow, but, you know, there was there was Sean Spears coming out, then there was MJF coming out, and it, we said it. You know, MJF's going to cost Wardlow this match, and he did. Um, I thought Wardlow's super over here. I like the fact when he sees Paige Van Zandt, he starts uh, flexing his uh, pectoral muscles, and then her husband comes in. Hey, what's up, bro? I guess, really? Are you kidding me right now?
0: I, um... I just, I didn't like this match. Why didn't you like it? I felt like it felt unimportant. Especially since it was Scorpio Sky's first title defense. Like the match we saw Wardlow hit three power bombs. Where it looked like Sky could have been, could have lost the championship right then and there. Yes. Dan Lambert, like you said, distracted Wardlow. Wardlow almost power bombed him. Until uh, Sean Spears showed up at the chairs. And then MJF behind the referee's back pushed Wardlow into the the ring post. And the bigger thing from this was...
2: The feud between MJF and... Yeah, Wolfson. so that, yeah.
0: it like, anybody could have been in this position. I don't even... Yeah. Like, it didn't even have to be a title match. It was, like, null and void.
2: I, yeah, I know. Well now, well, now he doesn't have the, the title shot anymore, so...
0: And, uh, afterwards we saw Austin Vanderford, uh, jump Wardlow and MJF clocked Wardlow with the ring. Yep. So
2: we'll see, uh, where this goes. He said, this was, this was our call. Shout out MJF.
0: We had a backstage segment with Jade Cargill and smart Mark Sterling, just asking who is stepping up next. Who do you think?
2: I don't know. That's the thing. Did we see somebody come in from outside of, uh, AEW I don't
0: know she has the uh, the the kiss of doom
2: the kiss of doom I thought I thought Mark was gonna pinch Alex Marvez not
0: to be confused with Bianca Belair's kiss of death
2: well that's why they had to change it from the kiss of death Mm. you know and it's two totally different things the kiss of death and the kiss of doom one's an
0: actual kiss
2: yeah one's an actual kiss and then Uh, one
0: is the finisher that Jade oh no Jade
2: uses a different finisher Never mind. Jade uses
0: jaded yeah which is Beth Phoenix's
2: the glam slam yeah yeah Uh, But it works for her. Anyway, you know what else worked? This next match is the Hardys make their debut in AEW and defeat Private Party, Matt Hardy's Young Boys, for the past, like, two years. Uh, It was was the Hardys' uh, greatest hits, Volume 1 in AEW. They Mm -hmm. hit all the high spots. They hit all the gimmicks. The Swanton Bomb that landed right on top of Isaiah Cassidy.
0: Yeah, if you haven't seen a a recent Swanton, then... uh... You're definitely in, a su- in for a surprise there.
2: I liked uh, Nyla Rose last week. uh posted a picture of her doing a Swanton. It said, rest in peace, Nyla Rose Swanton bum. <laughs>
0: yeah, I saw that.
2: Uh, Private so, party
0: here must have been living a dream. I know they're huge Hardy Boy fans. Yeah.
2: So, they're uh, good on that part. So, after the match, though, you have Andrade El Idolo's music hit. Walks down ring with the AFO. Uh, and the AFO surrounds the ring. And then Darby Allin and Sting come down to even up the numbers. So... It's gonna it's gonna be a big multi man match at some point coming up. Maybe it'll be a double or not double or nothing is in a eight man. Two, a two months, yeah, big eight man. Um, we'll see.
0: I thought it was what? funny in that match when Jeff went to the middle rope and Tony Schiavone goes, "Oh, I know he's going for that and I'll bet you money on it."
2: And then he goes, <laughs> he
0: just hits a splash. I thought that was the funniest thing because I don't know why anybody was thinking. My friend texted me, even. He goes, what was that? I was like, it was a a diving splash. What do you mean? Like, why would Jeff Hardy be doing a swanton from the middle rope?
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, I liked one thing that, like, kind of blew me. Like, blew my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Blew my mind this match. That was Tony Schiavone's first time ever calling a Hardy Boys match. Well, how could that blow your mind, though? They were WWE guys. I know, but still, it's just you, you thought maybe he would have done, like, maybe when they were well, on that big, like, <laughs> Back in the run, territory days. No, but, like, you know, the Hardys had that good indie run, like, after, you know, Matt left. Um... Yeah,
0: but Tony Schiavone, he wasn't doing anything in wrestling. He was doing,
2: like, MLW, I
0: thought. I, That's I how I know he how, he how much of so indie well. wrestling he was covering, though.
2: Yeah, for sure. But, you know, he'd probably pay attention to the Hardys. But very cool. Very cool on that. Uh, main event time. We have a new AEW World Women's Champion, and that's Thunder Rosa. She successfully defeated and ended Britt Baker's uh, streak in, I thought, as last year's St. Patrick's Day Slam. If it it ain't broke, don't fix it. Make that the main event again. They did. They delivered. Um, You knew that Thunder Rosa was winning with the mariachi pants. Yeah. Like, that was the dead giveaway. I do think their match last year was much better. So do I. I agree.
0: Um, but this this year, it was really the same thing, just with the steel cage around it. They had the tax again, which everyone was everyone on the internet complained about because well, we just saw it recently. We saw it in the the bull match, and
2: I um, mean the dog collar match. Yeah, so yeah, whatever. It's, it always has a good spot. I like the the chair uh, the table chair thing. tower. That was nice. God, uh, yeah. I thought she was gonna suplex her. I'm like, someone's gonna die here, and then she just kind of pushed her off. I'm like, okay. He's
0: I like that Britt Baker was wearing the black and white version of her Scott Hall gear.
2: Yes, loved it. Absolutely.
0: But Cameron. she she got busted open. She was the first to introduce the chairs. Thunder Rosa was the first to use the chairs. And then we saw Britt Baker super kick the referee by mistake, and he immediately got up for some no, reason. No,
2: he, like, I I just watched no, this he, match right before bro. we watched this. No, he, like, bounced no. back, got back up, and, yeah, I know, listen, suspend your disbelief for a little bro. bit here. And then he got knocked out in the spot.
0: That to me it made no sense. But Thunder Rosa ends up pushing Britt Baker into him so he fell out of the ring. We saw the air raid crash onto the pile of chairs. I thought that was nice. Yeah. Um Thumbtacks, I really don't need them, but people that was a very people... controversial spot on the internet with
2: on the internet, there
0: we go. Even AEW fans going back and forth saying that Britt Baker went into business for herself. Thunder Rosa went into business for herself. When Be- that thumbtack spot, because the power bomb did not look as great as it could have looked. And then Britt Baker immediately rolls out of the ring. I don't know if people think landing on thumbtacks knocks you out.
2: No, it hurts like I uh, don't. Know. Yeah, <laughs>
0: like to me that doesn't make sense, but we saw the fire thunder driver onto the tax to pick up the victory. And then Dustin Rhodes came out to celebrate with her, which was nice. And then a moment for me that I will not be able to forget was that they immediately just go into plugging Darby Allen versus the butcher for rampage.
2: Cause they only have so much a, you're overcritical critical no, 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 um Dude, that gotta, was you, the you most, you, like you got to get all of your me. promotional spots in. That's
0: going. You don't have to. And you and you. Yes, you do absolutely do for not. sponsors for sp- sponsorship reasons and stuff to. like that. For for how much Excalibur reads copy during every single segment on that show, you do not. It's a huge moment. You do not have to end the show. My God, she's the brand new champion. This is great. By the way, check out Rampage. You have Darby Allen and Butcher. That match
2: is gonna freaking roll. You know? Did you see that uh, promo spot that they just did? That they no. really this morning. Holy crap! What a freaking! They made Andy Williams so cool, and it has me hyped up for that match.
0: I that's just also, think that's gonna bother me. It was the first women's cage match. It was the main event. It was her hometown. We saw a title change,
2: and Excalibur just threw it to that. Ellison, that you had you. In, I work in production. I work in video. You have to get to those spots because they're important for sponsorships. They're important for seeding your product. So I I understand it. Are you because are you as a wrestling fan? You as a wrestling fan, perturbed by it? So be it. There's there's different ways to look at it. I thought the ending was cool. It went till shoot like ten o'clock, and. I thought it was fantastic. They did a great job. Another, you know, this can go on your match of the year can- candidates. Huge match for AEW. Uh, we knew AEW's women's champions Does now Britt Baker just get the rematch and wins the title back? Do we see a run here with Thunder Rosa? Do we I, see I Jade would assume going- that. Do we see now Jade going for the AEW women's championship? Oh, I can't see
0: that. Why? That, to me, would make no sense. Why? She has a title. There's no way
2: for yeah. Well, yeah. No... no one, no one can beat her for that title. She might as well go for another.
0: So then she's just gonna beat Thunder Rosa. Yeah, she's she's done it before.
2: I don't know, right? And I would, I mean, well, you have to let britt has got to get a rematch clause here, obviously. And I think they might hold. I don't know if you wait till Double or Nothing because that's a big match that you can, you know, get some ratings, some draw off of um we'll we also
0: see. i mean we also have to maybe factor in the the owen Hart cup that starts in may it's the ubs arena show I yes believe.
2: that's right that's right it is the ubs arena show
0: so maybe uh, Britt baker moves on to that
2: the uh, the women's owen okay yeah so who else do you think you put you could put her <laughs> I... you have to put serena Deeb. you have to put hikaru shida there's three right there um put take conti in there um i mean anna J too anna jay for sure uh chris statlander you've got a pl- plethora of people putting it for that tournament interesting so all in all another slam dunk of a saint patrick's day slam brandon who do you think uh, ncaa was
0: gorgonzola is that a ch- <laughs> <laughs> no
2: that, that's a cheese what is the school that i don't know jimmy fallon picked a, a gonzaga school. gonzaga yeah that's what it is. Oh, okay i know kentucky got eliminated and they were like number two i saw a lot of people
0: picking gonzaga
2: yeah i I don't pay attention to that. i've never even
0: heard like what is that
2: where school? is that i have
0: no clue a school obviously
2: <laughs> i
0: wonder where it is
2: all, all i know is like i was watching yesterday i'm like oh it's the east tournament that we're playing in like houston texas i'm like why are they playing in Houston, Texas? Usually it's at the Garden, but then I f- forgot, you know, COVID um, protocol, oh. unfortunately. Then Athletes, ca- yeah. There's the Gonzaga Bulldogs from. Huh? Is it Georgia? Okay. Isn't there like a few North Carolina Gonzaga? I don't know. I don't pay attention to it. Oh, uh, it's Duke in North Carolina is what it is. Um, but yeah, great slam dunk of AEW All Elite Wrestling St. Patrick's Day Slam. A lot to look forward to next week. The main event of Rampage is going to be The Butcher versus Darby Allin that no one's going to see because it's at 11.30 tonight. But I will watch it tomorrow morning and it'll be great. Um, And on that note, something before we get to the end of the show stuff?
0: Uh, Chris got a match of the week.
2: Chris's match of the week.
0: Chris's match of the
2: week. Match of the week this week. I didn't get to discuss it with Dave and Brandon earlier, but unfortunately we lost uh, Scott Hall this week. Um, And... The match I want to play, uh, is my match of the week, is Razor Ramon versus the Lightning Kid from Monday Night Raw. I think it's May 17th, 1993. It was the night that like uh that one, two, three kid finally got over. You know, they used they brought him in as enhancement talent for weeks and weeks, and then he got that quick pin over Razor Ramon. Hey, Razor Ramon's so cool. He was so cool. I was a big that made me a huge one, two, three fan, so uh, go check that out. Real sad. About the passing of Scott Hall. Um, Everyone said it. He's just cool. He was just the coolest wrestler there was. And in a time where WWE had a bunch of really ridiculous gimmicks. And like character gimmicks. He made his feel real believable. Of being this Cuban guy that lives in Miami. And he's just the coolest of cool. So uh, Scott Hall will be missed. Um, And that's that on that front. So yeah, let's get to Brandon and his shout-outs.
0: Damn it, Bobby. How many times do I have to tell you to listen to Brandon's shout-outs? I feel like I always give a shout-out to Wrestlemania 20 around this time. So instead of actually giving a shout-out to Wrestlemania 20 itself, I'm going to give it to Eddie Guerrero versus Kurt Angle from Wrestlemania 20. Which was such a good match. Maybe one day we'll see it uh, an Eddie Guerrero showcase in a 2K video game,
1: and that could be included, but... I hope so, you know, it, it's but that match was... It's incredible, and you go back, and all of, like, Eddie Guerrero's matches are so great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so great, and it's kind of cool, like, seeing his entire transition from WCW to uh, WWE. Yeah. You know, it's like you're watching two totally different wrestlers during two different eras, you know? Uh, Well, I mean, past a certain point, I would say. In WCW, I don't think we... Yeah, yeah, that's true. Very true, very true.
0: Uh, Next shout-out I'm going to give to Dolly Parton, though, because this week she released a statement to bow out of a potential Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction because she doesn't believe that she's earned it.
1: Yeah, I saw that. I'm like... Wow. I think she 100% deserves it. I I have to know, like, what makes her think that she doesn't deserve it? I think because there's –
0: I feel like she thinks she doesn't deserve it because she's not rock and roll. Ah. Maybe. I don't know. uh, But, like, that's not what the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is.
1: I could understand that, and I could totally understand that. But then, like you just mentioned, that's not what it is. I mean, look at who's been – inducted recently you know
0: right and i think she 100 percent deserves it there's literally no way you could convince me otherwise Yeah, so i,
1: I agree with you i agree with you she's
0: she's legendary yeah and then you know. Big E gets the last shout out he confirmed that he did unfortunately break his neck he said that his c1 and c6 are fractured <sighs> but there's no spinal cord injury and there's no ligament damage and he doesn't need surgery so i think that's good
1: yeah but it's one of those things where like i you hate this yeah you know this is one of the things with pro wrestling that you hate um like these guys go out there and they really do put their bodies on their on the line for entertainment and so so unfortunate and we hate seeing what happened with biggie um without surgery the uh like he put out that tweet you know a uh, it's a blessing, uh, in disguise, that they were in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. You know, because that's where. Um, oh, why am I drawing a blank? Andrews. Yeah, Doctor Andrews practices out of, and he's like the doctor who sees all of the wrestlers, all the baseball players, all any athlete. It's Doctor James Andrews, and he's located in that area, in there. So. It's one of those things where without surgery, he's going to be immobilized in a neck brace for probably uh, eight eight weeks at least. Um, and then you have to see how everything recovers. Um, it's who knows what's going to happen now. But he's been very positive about it. I mean, as as
0: positive as one can be with a broken neck yeah very sad yeah but those know. are my shoutouts now it's time for ow ow Is right our mark out moment of the week. I gotta say, uh, Young Rock is back on TV this week. I missed it. And this week's episode, spoiler, maybe, spoiler. They had Captain Lou Albano, they had Harvey Whippleman on as characters, downtown Bruno for Whippleman at least. Um, and the dude that they got to play, Captain Lou blew my mind because earlier in the day I'm scrolling through Twitter and I see a picture of captain Lou Albano and I had to stop scrolling because I'm like, how is there such a clear high definition picture of captain Lou Albano? And I mm-hmm. scroll back up to it and I, I see, I'm like,
1: Oh my God, this is from young. Double take. That's awesome. I, I, that show is so great. Um, so I'm definitely excited to watch that. Yeah, I thought
0: they had Ryan Pinkston playing Harvey Whippleman. Remember, he was the little kid is. from uh, punk back in the day. I think I... He was also on that Andy Richter show. The It was like Quintuplets, I think.
1: No, you lost well... me. <laughs> no, but I thought I he did toss... a good job there, too. And why, I also why even tossed that out there. It like It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I you mean, know, that a Andy Richter show. show. That somebody
0: could have watched. I used to watch it. <laughs>
1: Okay, so for the record, he's talking to the listener, not me. Or cause... you?
0: I don't know what TV you
1: watch. <laughs> um, yeah. But I also you know.
0: popped to them, including uh, Tony Alice was in the episode, and they did a little bit of his the. <laughs>
1: oh, his leg. oh, I thought I thought you were gonna go with they did a little no, bit God, of the foot no. stuff. Jesus Christ! No. <laughs> but wrong. Young Rock saw a lot of really messed up stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But on the topic of the rock
0: on this week's episode of mass singer, Jenny McCarthy, this, I don't, this show doesn't seem like it could be even remotely real with the facts that they quote unquote, remember because one of the clues was given and they had like shields behind them or whatever. And she goes, Oh my God, I was watching Moana this week or something like that and I had no idea that the rock could sing and there are shields behind him and then it reminded me of the time that the rock got jumped by members of the shield how on earth (laughs) is she gonna say that how is she gonna remember that how is that gonna be possible like that just doesn't make sense to me with these facts that they come up with
1: yeah but i thought that was so funny they go like sometimes they go like full rain man status on there it made
0: no sense (laughs) and they also by the way keep using the hardy boys theme song
1: for like in
0: between um i don't know how to use transitions
1: or whatever it's like it's like that scene where um in in the hangover where he's playing poker and he just starts connecting every like piece together all the math uh, mathematics with everything he starts piecing it together it just doesn't make sense like so and so (laughs) is from
0: this city and when they were 8 years old they had this I'm like how would you know that that's not like that makes no sense how they would know that or
1: I agree with you it makes no sense I agree with you something I marked out for this week was uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin Day oh yeah Stone Cold Steve Austin Day, March 16th, 316. Is
0: beer, nationwide, available.
1: Yeah, so I totally marked out for, uh, for 316 Day. Um, yeah, did you mark out for anything else?
0: Also, Seth Rollins was on The Tonight Show this week. Jimmy Fallon was doing an audience suggestions bit where one of them recommends combining wwe and saint patrick's day <laughs> so they had seth rollins come out and curb stomp a leprechaun that's funny so bizarre to see him there but that was uh that was their plug for wrestlemania coming up on peacock their premium live event streaming ah. exclusively on peacock yeah but gotcha. those those are my mark out moments of the week and uh, that is episode 580. Thank you all so much for listening. You can check us out on Twitter at MarkinOut, at BTTG161, at SweenDog at DavidPTDPT. David and I have the same for Instagram. Chris is at Sweeney 85 at Out 11 on Instagram and YouTube, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Out. Purchase some merch. We greatly appreciate it. Even if you just travel to the store and read our bio, I appreciate it. Use the code REGARDLESS for 20% off and free shipping over at manscaped.com. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, MarkingOut.com, so many more. And we wish you
1: the...
0: Also, like us and follow us on TikTok, at MarkinOut.
1: Best of luck luck in your future future endeavors. Have a
0: fantastic week. Uh